Welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club. My name is Tommy Dasselow. Sitting opposite me, my co-host, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. It is, of course, the special 50th edition of the Little Dum Dum Club. It's exciting, isn't it, Carl? It is exciting. This is the best one we've... No, we haven't done it yet. So. Yeah, okay. Well, let's let's get into it. We've got two guests in who have been on the show before. Two of our Hall of Famers. Two of our Hall of Famers. Let's get to it. Our first guest is a writer and award-nominated stand-up comedian, Xavier Michaelides. Yay! Yay! Welcome in, Xavier. Now, uh, Thanks for having me. Some listeners may have heard you recently uh, on one of our submissions for the Earwolf Challenge uh, right. that we handed in. And I believe the judges, after listening to the clip, uh, the pronoun- referred to you as Xavier yes. and then couldn't, couldn't get a handle on your last name at all. Just gave up on the last name, which yeah. is fair enough. I mean, I would as well. I'd to, like to. Yeah, if I really? could, I really would just drop it. Um, our second guest, uh, he has appeared on Last Comic Standing and in the web series The Match Committee. He's also a fantastic stand-up comedian. Welcome back, Lawrence Mooney. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's nice to be. I didn't know I was in the Dum Dum uh, Hall of Fame. You are. Well, um, this is, I must uh... have missed out on the ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get a little trophy or something? A little Dum Dum? Just on the on the wall, on the wall of the clubhouse. Right. Yeah. Okay. Can't you see over there? There's a guy chiseling your name into the ah, into the little into, scoreboard. Yeah. Got. yeah. That, that's nice work. Now, Moon, you are you are a Hall of Famer here at the Dum Dum Club. Your 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 first appearance on this show was episode five back mm. in, when the Dum Dum Club was in its infancy. Uh, one of the walls of the clubhouse didn't exist. The 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 Hall of Fame board was a distant dream at that point. Uh, I don't think we had microphones back then. I the dumb dumb writing things down, the man, and sending the man, them out as JPEGs. The man who chisels in the name didn't have any pants on. <laughs> the yeah. Dum Dum Club was merely a, bu- a dewy bud back then. Yeah, it breaking was. through the earth, looking for sunlight. Now it's a it's a fine sapling. Yeah, it's in it's, a stand of trees. It's blossomed. Of, it's blossomed. The, it's got. The... It's full of fruit. <laughs> Bees are having Bitter. sex with us all the time. It's going off. Yeah, your stamen and your carpels are erect. You've got just... I've never been turned on by nature as much as I am right now. There's like a hummingbird just pounding <laughs> one, of, one of your flowers. There's a squirrel going in and out of your orifice. Yeah, there's orifices. a squirrel just filling one of your orify with nuts. Um, <laughs> Enough about us having sex with animals. Um, This is what I was going to get to, Mooney, because for people who may not have heard your first appearance on the show, go and check it out. Uh, It was episode five. Last time you were in here, you told us about, and correct me if I'm leaving anything off here, I believe we heard mention of you shitting your pants in an alleyway, Mm. you hiring a prostitute, Mm. you having a nervous breakdown when you were working on breakfast radio. Mm -hmm. I guess the question that all the listeners are wanting to know is, what have you got left? (laughs) Is there anything in that well? Have you nearly nicked yourself in the last couple of months since we spoke to you? No, but uh, remember also that uh, podcast coincided with me having a motorcycle accident it did. on the way to record it. Yep. And so I think that something was shaken loose and I was did in all those, shock. All those awesome things, were they the things that went before your eyes as you were coming off the bike? I, I just, as I was hitting the tarmac, sliding towards the car, I was going, please, sweet Jesus, don't lend, let the shitting uh, drug addiction commercial radio finish for me. I love this sweet life too much. Did you get home and your wife and you told your wife your life flashed before your eyes and she said was was I in it? No, but I was banging a whore in Adelaide. I, I did remember that. No, I had to go home and say, hey, I've done a podcast. <laughs> 
And she said, yeah, what did you say? And I went, ah. <laughs> You'll see it in I the talked paper. about <laughs> And then a couple, next day she's tried to get on iTunes to download something else and just found that it's been mysteriously uninstalled from her computer. <laughs> she <laughs> no. can never find evidence of it. Well, um, Lawrence, I mean, you've Beers done. plenty. You do stuff like this all the time. You're, you're, you're a well-known uh, showbizite and you're doing pilots for radio and TV and stuff like that. I, there's a thing in the news today. <gasps> um Big Brother. Remember Big Brother? Big Brother I the do. most... Uh, I'm, I, I guess it's... Was it the original reality TV show in Australia, I guess? Um, yeah, I guess so. It was one. one of the first. Yeah. So, Big Brother. Big Brother's back. It's coming back. It's been off the air for, what, four years now? A more. few years. Well, years. it wound up in Australia after controversial circumstances. There was a turkey slap. Yes. Turkey. A man pulled his penis out and slapped the face of a woman who was sleeping, yeah. or at least relaxing in bed. And there was a hue and cry in Australia that people didn't understand what a turkey slap was. Our Prime Minister actually had to use the term turkey slap. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, that gives a fascinating insight into what this country is like. Yeah. It's back in the news, right? It's back. It's coming back oh, as of today. No. Six. It's been I on for six it. years or whatever, right? And it's a re- for people that don't know exactly what Big Brother is, it's a reality show where basically the principle is you put 12, 15, whatever it is, people in a house. Um, I, and we rem- remember <laughs> when it was on originally, right? I, now, I don't think you guys know this, and this is very out of character for me, but season two, I actually applied to be on Big Brother. No. Yes. Did you send in a video? No. Well, this, oh, it's a shame. This is, this is exactly what happened. I'd love to see a video of you going, G'day, I'm, I'm Kyle Chandler. Yeah. and um, I just want you all to watch me. <laughs> I think I'm pretty wacky. I'll yeah. be the wacky guy in the house. <laughs> yeah. Actually going to do a bit of comedy as well. Yeah, exactly. I'm no. a bit fiery. I say what I think. Yeah. I don't hold anything back. I'm a real crack up around the office. They all say, what's he going to say next? And I'm always photocopying pictures of my bum. I hope to bring that into the house. So I applied for Big Brother, right? And that's very out of character for me, I would have thought. So what I had to do was I had to line up at uh, uh, this big um, outdoor sort of, the Maya Music Bowl, which is quite massive in Melbourne. Quite a, uh, And there was this massive line that went for hundreds of metres of complete Idiots, because I mean, any reality show, the only person that wants to go on that show are complete lunatics and yes. complete arseholes. Yes, yes. I, ha- I have no yourself real... included. <laughs> yes, I have no real talent or skills, but I just want to be on TV. I am loud person. though, so yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, I, I was in this line with hundreds of people, and I couldn't. And as soon as I got there, I went, "This has been a horrible mistake," but this will be funny at some stage. So I sat there for hours. We had to wait for hours, and I was in a line with people, hundreds of people that want to be on Big Brother, and I couldn't have hated myself more. It was just people doing star jumps in line and going, oh, what am I going to say to Big Brother? I'll be like, no! <laughs> it was all that. I was in line for hours with these people. It was one of the worst experiences of my life. At one and, point... And, sorry, and this was season two of yeah, the yeah. year? So, and season one was by far the, the biggest it's been? Yeah, it was massive. Yeah, it was giant. It was right, massive. Okay, sure. So that's why there was like... It was literally, I think, like so a So why did people. you go in? Did you think, oh, I want to be famous. I want to be a famous comedian. Well, this yeah. is what I... No, this is pre-comedy. This is why I went in. Mm. I had a really bad breakup with my girlfriend, and I went into a real funk and a real... Like a... I'm assuming as close as you can get to depression as it was. And I was coming out the end of it and going, I'm going to do something different with my life. Because this sure. is what happened. I had this really bad breakup. I got dumped by my girlfriend. I lost my job because of it. Then I, my car broke down. I couldn't get it fixed. And I was living... So in far- her driveway, no. in a broken down car. <laughs> I was living so far away from anyone I knew, and I was stuck in this 
horrible suburb going, you I don't know pl- what I'm going to do with my life. Did I you- know what will fix it. I'll go on a shit-house reality <laughs> TV show. Your girlfriend yeah. had kicked you out. You needed a place to live, so you thought Big Brother will put me up for a few months. <laughs> this is a house I can live in. <laughs> so, Carl, what do you think you can bring to the house? I'm just going to sit in the fetal position and weep. <laughs> Thank you. Next. I can make everyone else feel better about themselves. Um, I'll just lie in the bottom of the pool, if that's okay. Um, Carl, what, so why, can, why do you want to be on Big Brother? Oh, I've just broken up with my girlfriend. My car broke down. I lost my job. Next. <laughs> Carl, what will you be bring to the Big Brother house? She'll turn on the TV and she'll see me with all my new friends and then she'll be sorry. <laughs> and then when I'll get the money, I'm going to buy a gun and, and they'll all be sorry. All of them. I'll take all of them, bitches. <laughs> And I know she doesn't. Next. I know Next. she. I know she doesn't like watching the news, and and Big Brother's the only thing on the other channel, so she'll have to watch me. <laughs> so I was in line, right? And this is how crazy the people were in line, right? This is how crazy. Oh, you talk about them like you're not one of them. The profile you just gave made you the creepiest, craziest person at the My Music. Yeah, at least bowl. they're just going on it because they want to have some fun. You want to go no. on it to get back at your girlfriend, or I'm sorry, or I had to my... go through publicly some sort of bizarre emotional breakdown. I apologise for having my heart. Broken. I'm sorry. I am the emotional elephant man. So really, is that is that the name of the single that you released that time? <laughs> I'm sorry. Elephant I'm sorry for having my heart broken. Brackets open brackets. The, the emotional, emotional elephant, elephant man. That, that is my Twitter tag for. Uh, what age were you? Uh, 28 or something. Prime time horrible breakup. Yeah, yeah. Getting dumped at that age. I tell you what, it can fully take you out. I know. I tried to get on Big Brother. <laughs> That's a sign of a desperate man. (laughs) So let's see if we can get through this with only six more interruptions. So you're in line. So far in this story, at 20 minutes in, all you have done is get the tram somewhere and stand next to other people. So um, I'm in line with these hundreds of freaks. Now, now, I'll tell you this. I'm coming out of my emotional Mm elephantness. This is when I'm trying to get my life back on track. I'm like, I'm going to... Change things up. I'll do something. I'll do something I wouldn't normally do. Do something wacky. Yeah, exactly. So I did that. I went, all right, I'm just going to see what happens here. So I'm in line with hundreds of people, and they're all doing that thing. They're all yelling out, and, and they've all got stupid hats on and, and fluoro clothing and anything they can do to be like peacocks and draw attention. And it was horrible. Anyway, at one stage, the people next to me were going, we're pointing at the trees because we're waiting outside in this park. They're pointing at the trees and going, hang on a minute. I'm pretty sure that there are spies in that tree, and that person over there that's reading a book, I reckon there's, there's eye holes cut out of the book. They're spying us right now. We need to be as crazy as we can be in line. And so then they just up the ante in line for the next hour, and we're like, oh, and I nearly left, you know, that was about two hours. I was, I was like two hours into the line, I'm like, this is so bad. So uh, anyway, we finally got to the front of the line, and we um, and what the process is is you go into this auditorium and you get put in groups of twenty, and then these people, like these eighteen, twenty-year-olds with little clipboards, sort of put you through a, 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 like a bunch of tests to see how like suitable or crazy or entertaining you are for the Big Brother house. So all we did was get put in these groups where um, they would do team bonding things, where it was like, okay, everyone. Make the shape of a wine rack. And so 20 of us made the shape of a wine rack, which, you know, 
you're going on Big Brother, you're going to be on TV for like months and months. I don't, how's that going to tell you how good you are on TV? Like, yeah. do they do they then go, oh, oh, I like the look of that bottle. They've shown initiative by being the ones that jumped in there. They made a good bottle. Make a note of that. They show that what they do is they take photos of the different groups doing the wine rack and then they show it to some focus groups and they see who gets the best feedback from the, from right. the viewing public. Right. Well, I mean, who, I mean, why not just... You know, talk to them in depth. The only talking they did, they did all these stupid games. And oh, one of the one of the tasks was, uh, and I, I can't see why anyone would go. Okay, the bottle was the good one, or the one on the left made it. You know, supported the bottle well. Like, wh- what do you get out of that? So, at w- one stage they did like the the leaning. No, not the leaning tower. These are the uh, Eiffel Tower. And I'm thinking, hang on, I'm just going to show a bit of initiative and try and be creative and, and do something. Took your and, pants off? No. <laughs> <laughs> they made the they, they made the leaning they made the uh, Eiffel Tower, and then I sat back and went and pushed someone else in front of it and started pretending to take photos of it like I'm a tourist. Oh yeah, and like, creating a scene. Yeah, the guy, a scene. All these idiot plebs are like all the bloody worker bees are making the tower. Here's this guy getting the punchline out on the front. Like they'll go with me, wouldn't they? No, they didn't. They, instead, they had this last interview, after all the exercises, they had an interview where they go, uh, t- there's 20 of us there, they, uh, 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 tell us the wackiest, craziest thing about, you know, we like crazy people. Oh. Give us some sort of crazy <laughs> story. But don't answer like really crazy <laughs> by the time well, you're defecated wish, in a brown paper bag. I wish and I had it. known that advice. <laughs> I wish you had have given me that advice 10 years ago, Lawrence Mooney, because I'm sitting there going, what have I got crazy? What have I got... Oh, I've got. So I'm going to blow them out of the water. They're going to dismiss everyone else out of this line right now. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to have King Crazy story. So they get the pe- They round the people up, and we're all viewing. You know, we're all in this group, and they they the first person has a go. They say, "What's your craziest story?" And the guy goes, "Oh, uh, my dad's like a dentist," <laughs> and I'm like. What a loser. Clutching at straws. Yeah. Second guy comes up and goes, oh, last last year I went skiing and broke my leg. I'm like, what Crazy. sort of idiot? That is insane. What sort of idiot? That's boring. And I'm sitting there going, oh, God, just hurry up and get to me. Get to the goal. Be class dismissed after this. So they get to me and go, what's your craziest story? I'm like, I'm glad you asked. See, when I was at university a couple of years ago, uh, me and my friend were like really drunk and we came home from the pub one night. We were walking down the street and we saw this door open. Uh, in this house, this abandoned house. So we walked in. It turns out to be like a squatting house for junkies, but there's no one home at the time. There's just this abandoned house with all this sort of worn-down furniture. So we shat on their bed and uh, wiped our ass with some of their clothes and stuff. What? And the whole place went absolutely silent. (laughs) And these 20-year-old coarse... Uh, counselors with their clipboard just looked, nearly dropped the, the bloody pen, just looked at me in absolute disgust and made a, as big of a red mark as I possibly could do and then moved on to the next one who went, oh, I went to South America once. And they went, oh, you're in. <laughs> it is worth re-noting that this is you trying to get on television. <laughs> yeah, That's to you live. trying. Re- you need this so badly at this point in your life. I and, know. and you're going to cohabit with other people. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> their beds are going to be available I know. to you and your whims. <laughs> Look, I, you wish, I wish she got on the show because that would have been great watching Big Brother up late and go, uh-oh, Carl's under his old tricks again. <laughs> uh, Bory on a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Look, guys, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that would have been. No, a... no one would have been talking about the turkey slap. They'd been talking about <laughs> yeah. the turd slap. That would have been the thing we're worried about. What, 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 what about what about the poor junkie? Not only has he <laughs> lost all hope, back. Go he's back. Out, he's out ripping off. I don't know somebody's VCR. He's maybe doing a hard day's work, asking for two dollars. He, off he might tourists. be begging. He's trying to get a fix just to stop the pain, the the cramps in his stomach, the hell in his head, <laughs> to forget the pain of a, maybe some horrific trauma as a child. He finally scores. He goes into an alley. He shoots up. He feels the shame. Suddenly, the the cold is disappearing as he's. The, the pain goes underneath the wave of warmth. thing is, oh, I'll go back to my terrible little squat where I live now. And, oh, no. <laughs> Who's been sleeping in my bed? This is, this is like Goldilocks gothic. This is, this is emo Goldilocks. Goldie veins. If, he, probably if, would, no, he probably would have said, I don't remember shitting in my bed. <laughs> no, if, if but junk- at least it's warm. <laughs> <laughs> if that junkie's out there listening right now, uh, I'd just like to say to him, that's showbiz. That's <laughs> that's how you get on yeah. TV. You know what? Those guys in the line don't sound so crazy anymore. <laughs> so the show I, is... I'd rather be someone going, I think there's someone in the trees dancing around than let's shit on some junkies' beds. <laughs> well, I actually got into a bit of a... Uh, you may have seen this, car. In fact, I know that you saw this. I got into a bit of a, um, a, bit of a, a, a blue, a bit of a Barney over, uh, over Twitter with a, with, a, with a colleague, a friend of ours, a, another comedian. Um, basically, he sent me a message on Twitter publicly and said, hey, I'm organising this gig. Uh, do you want to be involved? And I wrote back and said, sounds great. Send me an email. And he wrote back, what's your email address? I private messaged it to him. Uh, direct message. Direct DM. message. DM'd. Yes, sorry. Um, <laughs> You're supposed to be Gen Y. You're supposed to know these things. I'm trying to, I, well, I actually, I'd said private message because I thought that would be make it more... You'd understand it. Oh, you pandering to the old guy. Oh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Mooney. What do you mean, Twitter? What are you talking about, Twitter? In my day, we used to write letters to one another and go down to the post office. You're sending oh, information yes, through the ether. You are help, a rotten little kid. Help me understand. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> I sent a private message. <laughs> Do you get what that is, Mr. Mooney? On the computer. Oh, do you, have you got the Twitter on your phone? <laughs> yeah, do you know what you're on right now? Yeah, it's the wireless. You know, you know the photostat machine? It's mm. a bit like that. Oh, you mean the Ronio machine, <laughs> where you get those purple photocopies that smell like methylated spirit. Oh, they were awesome. <laughs> and you'd lick them. <laughs> you'd go, yeah. No, no, no. You'd lick them. <laughs> <laughs> Look, mistakes were made, all right? Yeah. So I've DM'd him my cool. uh, my my email address. Now, You were looking for reason, an abbreviation the, of her email address. <laughs> <laughs> my, my electronic mail address. Um, now, okay, I'm, I'm sure you're aware of this, the, the, but for anyone listening who's not, the reason I DM'd it to him was because if you put your address publicly, spam robots can get it, and then you get, you know, sent stuff about penis enlargement. So that's that's, that's why I've so um so yeah, I, I've I've sent him uh, my email address via a private message, and then he says publicly on Twitter, he goes, "Hey everyone, Tommy Dasilo's email address." is this, he doesn't want his Twitter followers to know about it because he thinks he's too good for you. And so I replied to that publicly saying, 
Oh, well, I guess the only natural point of escalation here is for me to put your phone number up, right? He writes back to that going, preemptive strike, Tommy Dasilo's phone number is this, <laughs> puts it up there. So then I reply to him putting his phone number up there. And so I'm, you know, the day goes on and I'm thinking over it going, what an asshole, like what a dick move on his part, getting angry at him for that. And then did also- Did you put his phone up? Yes. I did, yeah. So just worst case scenario- if all 24 of your followers <laughs> used your phone number, that could be like a busy day for you. That's, that's what I'm getting to because it got to the end of the day and I, I was fuming, going, oh, people are going to, people who are into my little podcast are going to start calling me up and harassing me. And it got to the end of the day. So not only did I have to do with the anger of my friend doing that to me, but I also had to deal with the anger of the fact that no one had given a shit about having my phone number out there. Not a single soul. I think it's still up there now and I'm yet to receive a single single lonely piece of correspondence. Do you, do you want to put your phone number out now? <laughs> Just and someone call in. If someone can someone, call in. Someone, someone was thinking of stealing uh, your identity on. and went, you know what, I'll <laughs> stick with my own identity. Yes. Your listeners and aren't going to be... Box. Your listeners aren't going to be happy unless you name the comedian. And it's out there on Twitter. They've put your number out. They've put your electronic yeah. interweave mail address <laughs> yeah. out there. Who are they? It's Henry Stone. You know Henry Stone? Henry's a sweet guy. I used to I'm not going to so. pick sides in that fight. <laughs> I think you just have. There's not really a side to pick. Two people put each other's phone numbers up. Two sad, lonely men put their phone numbers on Twitter we, we don't and need to no bring, one cares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to bring gang colours into this. So I think it's pretty much done. So we're talking about Big Brother. Uh, the show Big Brother, um, if you've ever seen it, you'll know it is largely obsessed with sex. And... In talking about that, it's it's got me thinking. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. There must have been people who've accidentally had sex to our show, because if it's on your iPod and you're putting, you got some music on, you got a bit of a sexy playlist. Is it not that ridiculous that oh, yeah. we could have snuck in on someone's put playlist? it on shuffle? Yeah, because the opening song, you wouldn't know. It sounds like a makeout song. Know. Yeah, he and you're really it. like you're getting into some crazy nine inch nails animal moves. Just yeah. so it's like I want. Yeah, and then there's a and bit then of like, hey mate. <laughs> And he goes, oh! <laughs> it must have happened. It must have happened. Right into us and let I us know. I reckon it would have happened because I've had that thing happen before where you put put on shuffle and I've had, back when I've had girlfriends before this girlfriend, back when I was a bit more free and easy, I've had, you know, things come on shuffle where girls have sent messages to me, audio messages. Oh, and really? Uh, and I've, it's made me go, I will never put my iPhone, my iPod on a public display for a party or anything like this because I don't remember what's all the way through yeah. my iTunes. Yeah. When you first got your iPod, did you, just desperate to have a lot of stuff on there, did you just load heaps of shit on there that has been hard to get rid of ever since? Mm. Uh, I have, yeah. I, I did that. I just went, I I got somebody else's iPod and just put all their yeah. Oh, my, right. yeah, just to have something. It's so like, you, do you mean that? Because oh. that's the, always the excuse. Like when you'd find something embarrassing on someone's iPod and they go, oh, nah, that's not mine. My sister put that on there because she took yeah. it No, the jogging. Shirley Bassey's mine. Yeah, I'll stand yeah. by. That, that's my girlfriend's because we share an iPod because <laughs> we're 70. Like <laughs> why, why does that happen? It's like people that have those joint shared email accounts. Oh, I can't stand that. They're, they're free, guys. That's creepy. They're free. You're, that's not, really you're not saving oh, anything there. Yeah. What is with that? It's never occurred to me. I always thought, oh, you know, that's a nice couple thing to do. But No, it's not. Ugh. Yeah. It's just a control freak out. Yeah. I want to keep track of what she's doing. I don't want to, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to just emailing anyone. 
<laughs> I want to keep track of oh, what my wife does. <laughs> oh, that's, I didn't think of that, the, the male initiating that. I always just uh, imagine it would be the female oh, that initiated that. <laughs> Listen, if a hey. woman gets out there on the internet, who knows who she's going to meet? She might be influenced by someone. So I just want to keep track of what she's doing. Well, I'm amazed <laughs> that you're even able to, your paranoia would allow you to leave the house long enough to do this podcast, Saviour. <laughs> Talking about paranoid control. She's probably having it. sex to our show right now, just so... <laughs> Just saying to him, With hey, mate, hey, mate. <laughs> Let's put on the episode that my boyfriend Just was on. Just put it on a loop. <laughs> hey, mate. Hey, mate. Hey. Put it back when. Actually, Lauren, stop doing that. I'm actually getting a bit of a boner from you. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty good. Now, I, uh, as you mentioned before, Tommy, I do a little uh, webisode thing called thematchcommittee.com. Yes. And uh, you can view that on the interweb. Mm-hmm. Um and we were shooting our final one on Monday night, and the cameraman put a little tiny camera in the corner of the room that we shoot it in, mm-hmm. and it was a time-lapse camera. Right? right. Really cool. So we shot for about four or five hours, and he gets this thing down, downloads it. It's really good vision. You can see great detail. It's kind of small. You'd, you know, you can blow it up if you want. But there it is, four or five hours of time-lapse in the room. And so I just went, so you can just get one of them and stick it in any room. And he goes, yeah, you want to be careful, mate. Because <laughs> <laughs> you might end up seeing things you don't want to see. Right. It's like, just imagine, it's just as a joke, I put the time lapse in the bedroom. <laughs> you come home, download it, and there's just your worst possible nightmare played out. <laughs> But it's not just one. It's just like traffic central, four or five hours of, oh, God. And they're all moving in and out so quickly. Yeah. 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 It's like shopping centre CCTV, just customers going in and out. What's happened? Someone's stealing stuff as well. Oh, they're putting your clothes on and pretending to be you. <laughs> It's just like oh, a... Sort of, and doing it like, yeah, me. Yeah. now I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> no, it looks like a slow motion Benny Hill routine with all the guys coming through just slowed down. <laughs> but if someone knew you were just putting a, a time lapse in there for a joke and did that to you? Yeah. That'd be so dick good. dick with your Masterful. mind? Oh, what? Oh. As a joke. So as a joke, someone came in and fucked your wife. <laughs> Pretty good joke, though. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, no, that's an old joke. Uh, I'm sick of that joke. That's not funny anymore, guys. <laughs> Who was it this time? Come on, fess yeah, up. Please, not say fucked your wife on this podcast. My, my parents-in-law might listen to this. And that's their daughter. So getting back to the Big Brother thing quickly, Carl was talking about his uh, audition for Big Brother. Xavier, uh, you're an actor. You do a lot of acting work. You must have gone to your fair share of auditions in your time. Uh, I used to go to a lot of ad auditions. Uh And uh, basically I'd walk into the room and I'll look around the room and go, everyone is uh, really athletic, uh, beautiful, clean-cut haired on their head, mm. not all over wow. their chin and body. Yeah. And I'll go, yeah, I'm not going to get this. <laughs> and I'd walk in, it's pretty much, and there's no lines. Usually I just walk in, they go, okay, can you just hold something and smile? I walk in and go, and smile a bit. And, uh, and they go, yeah, you want a, a model, not an actor. <laughs> and that's not going to happen with me. Creepy, bald Greek man. <laughs> he does not, you know. You're attractive though. You've got a good face. 
I, an attractive face. But I'm not. not You've got a TV. bald head, but yeah, it's not. You can doesn't do make ball. You like, I, I couldn't do ball, but you can do ball well. <laughs> thing, the thing is, for TV, that's, I that's a compliment. But for TV, it's, it's not. Is a it or is this just an act? A, Carl, no, no. Carl, that, that, that story wasn't good for Big Brother, and that's not a compliment. There's two things you can learn <laughs> today, all right? You can do bald is not a compliment. It it's is. just a statement of fact. It's a statement of fact. No, I'm, it's I'm like saying, saying, hey, you, you're cool, man. You're bald. Like, how, can, <laughs> how is bald a good thing? His, no, his bald head looks but good. I can do bald. It's a good show. That's what I just said. I, I know, but you... It sounds like everything you say is mean, basically. <laughs> the way you say anything no, doesn't sound like a compliment. No, because it generally is. So when one is. slips oh. through the net, it's very confusing. You mean that um, I look good bald is what you should have said. Yeah. You were saying I do bald, which is actually what I do. Right. I do bald by the fact of... Professionally. Being, I do yeah, yeah. Bald. Pretty much, Professionally. Pretty much full-time now. Yeah. Full-time bald. Well, at, no, <laughs> at night I grow yeah. hair and I never get to see it. It's really annoying. If it, if it wasn't, I grow a full head of hair. If it wasn't for your head above your eyebrows, you're a pretty good-looking guy. <laughs> saying his scalp is really ugly. No, is that what you're saying? I'm just saying if he wore a hat. <laughs> He'd be real good. <laughs> really good looking. Well, once I had an audition for a, a, a kid's show and um, they said, because I always thought, sure, I'm bald, but i got some nice thick eyebrows here. That'll make up for my hair. And, uh, and she said, um, you're a bit scary in the eyes. Scary in the eyes. Scary wow. in the eyes. Can you be a little bit less scary in the eyes? And I said, I said in the eyes. no, and I threw the script in her face and just walked on out. And, and <laughs> killed her with laser beams from your eyeballs. That's true, because <laughs> I'm pretty scary in the eyes. And I was like, hey, bitch, I do bald well. And then <laughs> you should grow me. your eyebrows really long and, and just, then do just them brush them over yeah. the top. A comb, comb up. Back. Yeah. A comb up over. <laughs> I think I will. I think, I'm do it. I think I will. I think I will. I think that's a great idea. I think it's going to happen. Guys, that brings us to the end of the program uh, for really? another week. Yeah. Xavier <laughs> Michaelides, Lawrence Mooney, thank you so much uh, for joining us here in the Dum Dum Club. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, littledumdumclub at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you all next week. See, see you, mates. mates.